Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang, 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 Kane it's that time again, everybody, here on Friday at 11 o'clock. It's your boy, DC, here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Just looking forward to the, to the great weekend this week, everybody. I hope you guys out there in Radio Land are enjoying your Friday. Hopefully it's not raining, and if it is, put on a raincoat and deal with it. We are living in the Sunshine State. We got fresh air, sunshine, and we got the University of Miami football. We got a bye week this week, but we got a lot to talk about coming from last week. And we have, as always, the co-host of the show, the J-Man. What's good? Oh, nothing much, man. It's been a pretty good week. You know, it's, uh, it's nice going into the weekend, not, not being stressed out about Kane's football. So, <laughs> you know, I, I can't thing wait. About going this weekend, we are 5-1. and one, That's right? right. And not only do we have the J-Man, as always, we have some special guests on the show tonight. We got the Dirty Bird, Ryan. And we also got my man, Brad T., all the way live from, I don't even want to use that word up there, but Gainesville. <laughs> Yo, Brad, go Ryan. What's good? What's good? What's going on, fellas? Not much, man. Thanks for having, uh, thanks for having us back on again, man. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks, yeah, for, thanks for having us. Uh, no worries, Friday man. lunch hour. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what you guys are doing on your lunch hour, but unfortunately, and I'm going to rephrase that, fortunately, the J-Man and I, we get to do this beautiful and wonderful radio show that we do every week. Looking forward to doing it for months and months and months and months and months and hopefully for years. And maybe even with an extra hour, you know, here or there. So, Larry, Frank, <laughs> you heard that? Let us know. So, anyway, here we are, Kang Gang Show. And what I wanted to talk about today, and we kind of wanted to just kind of get a couple people who are knowledgeable about the University of Miami football um, and just talk about, Mid-season grades, J-Man, when I think about mid-season grades, I'm thinking midterms. I'm thinking, how have I done the first half of the season? I want to get into depth a little bit about each position. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with Brad real quick. Hey, Brad, so what I want to know is we're going to do mid-season grades. We're going to go from quarterback all the way to the water boy. Like, we're going to get in-depth, in-detail. But I know you've been a big a proponent of Dorit King coming in from Houston. I want to ask you, and, and listen, I don't want to be politically correct. I want to call it how it is. I want to hear it how it is. What is your grade for number one, Dorit King? Well, first off, um, going into the season, I think uh, as the whole fan base, we, we all had a lot of high hopes for him, um, him coming in, get a Heisman candidate, um, right lastly bringing him in as well. So he had a, had a lot of pressure on him, um, especially with our fan base. So going into it, I think on um, the first couple games, he, he pretty much performed like he was supposed to. I think without Derek King, um, this football team could easily be three and three right now um, without him. And I think uh, what he's done overall has been pretty well. I think at times he's missed his shot um, in the deep ball. He's been a little inconsistent. 
um, whether that be the receivers and him just not being on the same page yet or just the receivers itself not having the separation um, off of the cornerbacks. But all in all, I would probably give him a, a B, a B minus um, around there. Um, I think there are times where he needs to keep the football um, on RPO situations. But um, as many don't probably know, um, he's never ran the RPO in high school or at Houston. So uh, th this is a little bit new to him. Um, so, so I think as a fan, we all kind of sit back and we watch the football game uh, through the TV. And we, we can kind of see where, hey, man, you need to keep the ball. That's an easy seven or eight yards. But well, with a, a short guy like him, he's only five seven, five eight. So there's a lot of times where he can't see over that line, whether it be uh, reading a run or even seeing a guy up the middle. Okay, so you're giving him a B minus, Ryan. Let me let me ask you, what what are you going with here? Well, I I agree with uh, with a lot of what Brad said right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go B plus just because of the fact that we would not be five and one uh, without this guy right now, right? Okay. Um, and you know, I think a lot of what he's he's brought us is a lot of uh, a lot of maturity and a lot of leadership uh, off the field. Uh, you know, I think he's held. Uh, you know the locker room in, in a lot better shape than 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 it had been over the past uh, the past couple of years. So for that, I'm going to give him a, a, a B plus. I think we still have uh, I think we still have the opportunity to see him play his best. Uh, that that game is coming very soon. I'm hoping. Uh, you know, we, I, I still don't think we've seen his best yet. So um, okay. you know, yeah, that makes sense. That's perfect sense. J man, give me your grades on number one, Dury King. So I uh, I split the difference between Ryan and Brad, and I I gave a solid B. Okay. Um, you know, for all the reasons that they both mentioned, you know, it, it's, it's mostly been positives when it comes to De'Ara King. Um, you know, I think everyone, including, uh, you know, Las Vegas odds makers and, uh, you know, the people running the Heisman watch expected a little more out of him this year. Um, but he's certainly playing way too good to complain about. So solid B. You know, I, I'm not really going to grade anybody. I really want to kind of get some feedback from you guys. Um, but I will agree with with Ryan. I do not think that we are five and one with a Jaron Williams or a Nikozi Perry at this point in the season. Not saying that potentially we might not be there. I just don't think that we would have been there based on what we've seen over the last couple of years. Um, again, offense is moving the ball right now. We are ranked 42, 42nd in the nation nationally, averaging about 32, 33 points a game. Um, could we do a little bit better than that? Yeah, I believe that we've kind of stalemated a little bit towards the end of games on, on the last couple of games instead of trying to punch the ball in where I'm a big proponent of, listen, punching in as much as you can. But again, you're ranked 30, uh, 42nd nationally, and we do have a lot of suspect on my next position, which is wide receiver. So we're going to do a snake order. So, so J-Man, what is your grade for our wide receivers and why? Uh this is my worst grade on the team, and I gave him a an F. Uh, I gave him an F. <laughs> I gave him an F for. Uh, I mean, the wide receiver position so far has been a failure. Okay. Um, and you know, like no disrespect to the guys. I mean, you know, I, I'm rooting for all of them, um, but it is what it is. Like, like the the performance of the wide receiver core has not been up to par. And uh, we've really struggled on offense because of that. I'm, I mean, our, I, I feel like our, our throwing game has really underachieved to what it, it should have done. Um, you know, I mean, you mentioned we're 42nd in offense. So, um, you know, we're still getting the job done, but I, I really expected more out of this group uh, coming in. And, and, you know, hopefully we can mix it up, get some young guys involved. 
um, and, and see a little bit of progress. But I'm right, just right. up and up until uh, up until this this last week, it, we really saw very little production. Okay, so, that's fair enough. That's yeah, a fair assessment. I, I mean, th- thankfully, Mike Harley put on a good game, but other than that, it's just been abysmal the whole season. Okay, Ryan, what's your take on that, bud? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go with the F that Jordan did, right? But uh, you know, <laughs> that's why you gotta love the J man, right? J yeah. tell you literally how it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it, and we love him for that, really. We do. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say a C minus on him, right? Just because okay. the main thing is we don't have an alpha out there, right? We don't have a dominant go-to guy, right? We've we've got a we got we've got you a. You mean the Brian of- Hightower who went to Illinois? We don't have yeah. him anymore. Correct. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm thinking more. We don't have that Andre Johnson. Type, uh, you know, guy who, who, you know, you can throw it to and, you know, if you, if you need him to make, uh, you know, 12 catches in a game and, and, and three touchdowns, you know, he, he's able to do that. Uh, we just, we don't have that player right now. I mean, you know, these guys have, have shown flashes, you know, Mike Harley's game last week or really the last two weeks against uh, uh, Pittsburgh and, uh, and Virginia, you know, I think he's played really well. I, mean, I think he's right. got, uh, you know, he's got a couple of touchdowns in there, um, you know, and he's really elevated his game, but you know, um, I still don't think he's he's raised it to that that alpha dog that we need. Right. You know, going into the season, you know, I was I was dead set that it was going to be Peyton, and you know, I I gosh, I I can't even recall. Maybe he's got one or two catches this year. So, you know, um, but he's got some so, fight in him. If you watched the game last yeah. week, he got some fight in him. So. Well, I'd say you know, speaking speaking of fight with these guys too, you know, and I, I mean, there's been a lot of buzz, you know, on Twitter and, and in our fan base for for Keyshawn Smith, and I'm I'm really behind that just because you know every time that we've seen them throw the ball for this kid, I mean, you could just see how badly he wants the ball, right? Yeah. You know, I think uh, that yeah. FSU game we were in the end zone when he dropped it, and I mean, you could hear him yell out, and he slammed his hand on the ground when he when he missed that that uh, that deep ball out there. So, you know, see if one of these young guys steps up. But gotcha. So C so C minus for you. Yep. Is that what you said, Simon? All right. Yo, B-Rad, what you got for me? So Yeah, man, um, I'm probably going to have to go with a D-plus, like a D as in David. A, a D as in David. Um, so go, going into the season, um, I think we all had a lot of expectations for D-Wiggins. Um, we kind of saw that he was that second guy behind KJ last year. Um, so this was his time to kind of make that next step and prove that he could be that that deep threat down the field and he has been non-existent um he's been like casper the friendly ghost non-existent <laughs> on the football field um and then i mean and then um you guys talk about jeremiah payton that's another guy that we all thought i mean last year he didn't play so we figured hey he's he's been a year in the program he's kind of got in the weight room he, he's got all the goods he's got all the tools and he's got six more yards than marshall few right now that is um that is not very good. So you talk about two guys right there, and then you have our, our it seems like our only two receivers that are catching the football as far as a wide receiver on this football team, which is Mark Pope and Mike Harley. Those are two slot receivers that we are for some reason playing on the outside uh, a lot of the times, which I think is our downfall. We we don't necessarily have a key outside guy that we could put out there. Um, and unfortunately, I think our, our best wide receivers are the young guys that we haven't seen yet. Um, guys like Keyshawn, um, Keyshawn Smith. You also have Michael Redding, um, Xavier Restrepo. These are guys that are going to be putting up more numbers, in my opinion, than the guys that are currently on the board. So, yeah, okay. I'm going to have to go with a D plus. 
Well, and, and just just to piggyback a little bit off of that, again, I'm not going to grade anybody. You know, you did mention about the young guys, you know, Michael Redding and the Keyshawn Smith and the exes. Like, again, I'm going to say this right now here on Friday, um, October 30th, 2020, here on the Kane Gang radio show. If those guys and the upperclassmen think that their jobs are solidified, when them boys come in from the 21 class, their jobs are yoked. I'm telling you, don't sleep on them boys next year. They hungry. Yep. All right, so moving on. So we got the quarterback and wide receiver taken, taken out. We're going to hit running back. Now, again, um, there's a lot of controversy. I don't even want to use the word controversy, but there's, a, there's, there's some turmoil over there in the backfield. You know, a couple people, well, one person's not particularly happy at the moment. But let's go. So, I'm, Ryan, I'm going to go to you first. And uh, what's your grade on the running back position and why? Going to be minus right now. Uh, you know, guys started out really strong. You know, Cameron Harris had I think back to back 120 yard games to start the year, and uh, you know he's been in his head a little bit lately. Um, you know, those young guys I think are are fighting for carries, but they are still young. I mean, this time last year they were sitting in high school, right? So um, you know, the, the really kind of the I think the the strongest guy so far has been Don Chaney, um, or at least the last couple of weeks he has been. Um, so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with a, uh, with a B minus here. Um, you know, again, you know, really need somebody to, to, to kind of take that alpha role and, uh, gotcha. you know, hope it can't, I'm hoping Cam can, uh, can get there in the rest of the year can, you know, get his head on right and, and get right with the coaches and, uh, you know, and be that alpha. Okay. Brad, what's your take? Yeah, man. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to probably agree with Ryan and, and get around that B range. I'll say a B overall, um, just because, uh, I think when when you look at our running game, um, it has slacked lately the past three games. Um, I think that's why um, a majority of our passing game hasn't really took flight is because we haven't really been able to establish a run. And unfortunately, two out of the past three games were, were kind of in the rain. And by the time we wanted to establish the run, um, we were either too behind or it was pouring to where it was kind of a common sense what we were going to do. Um, but all in all, I mean, you got Cam Harris that's leading the team in rushing with 346 yards. Uh, Derek King is right behind him with 300 plus yards. Uh, and Don Chaney and Knighton are both over 150 yards. So um, I'm, I'm pretty pleased overall. You, you pretty much got four running backs, um, which we all pretty much agreed on before the season started, how Derek King would uh, implement the running game just as much as the passing game. So uh, I, I would say a B. Okay. J-Man, I, I know you're always, you know, ready to drop the hammer on things like this. So, J-Man, talk to me, man. Running back situation. I, I'm actually giving the best grade so far. I'm, I'm going with a B-plus, and this is, my <laughs> highest, yeah, this is my highest grade on offense. Um, I mean, Ryan and Brad both, you know, gave great, you know, reasons as to why um, I guess they're not giving an A, right? So, so I'll just echo all of what they said because, you know, they had great input. Um, however, I just want to point out that like this has been the most effective part of our offense, and really, it's the only position group um, other than quarterback where I have confidence. Well, actually, scratch that. It's the only position group on the offensive side of the ball that I have confidence in the three deep depth chart. I mean, whether Cheney or Harris or Knighton are getting the ball, like I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm comfortable, and uh, you know, I think one of them is going to step up in each game enough to uh, to get the job done on offense for us. So, yeah, B-plus from me. Well, one thing that I do want to talk about, and again, 
I think the running back, you know, it's kind of running back by committee right now. Um, whoever has a hot hand, I think that's who they're rolling with. At the same time, I just don't like some of the play calling. You know, and I'll get into coaching a little bit later, but, you know, we're using our scat backs, you know, on third and one, fourth and one. Instead of trying to use our scat backs and our speed guys and get them outside, we're trying to just pound the ball up the middle, and I just don't like that. I feel like we have to be able to use who we have, know the abilities of the guys that we have and put them in the proper positions in order to succeed. Not saying that no coach Lashley hasn't done that, but there's been times and you can agree with me or disagree. I just feel like there's times where the play calling has been questionable. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Because I see the same thing on the defense. Yeah. Well, defense is going to get talked about here in a little bit. Um, So I, I think so far the grading, I think, and, Again, I'm not grading, but I am going to agree with you guys. I feel like that's kind of where I would be at if I were grading those three positions so far. I do think that there are so much room for improvement, and I don't think that we've hit the ceiling where I think we could be at. Um, is it a, 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 a lack of, again, no spring ball, you know, coming into the fall, you know, you're sitting there literally with three weeks of practice, but now you're already into week six, right? You're five and one. You shouldn't have any of these, oh, well, we don't have a lot of time and we shouldn't, you know, we should have been doing this and we, we didn't have time to do this. You know, those are all out the window now. You can't use a South Florida weather. Well, you know, we got rained out. You got the IPF. So you should be practicing every single day. Um, so I, I think that I don't want to hear excuses from anybody saying, well, we, you know, woulda, coulda, shouldas. I think that now it's time to perform. And again, like like Ryan, you and I were talking on the way back from the game last week. You know, hey, we're five and one, and our fan bases are are they're just they're complaining. Listen, we're not the teams of the of the you know mid eighties, late eighties, early nineties, the two thousand ones, where you expect to blow everybody out. That just doesn't happen anymore. You're not Clemson. You're not Alabama. You know, you're not Ohio State. You're not these upper you know upper echelon teams right now. You're the University of Miami, who's coming off a six and seven season. So let's just be happy with five and one. Jamin, I know we're up against a break. Do me a favor. Take, take us to break. When we come back, we're going to get into the other, uh, the other areas of the offense and then get into defense. Cool. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. So far, you're listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. We'll catch you in a few minutes. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why should you volunteer with Meals on Wheels? I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at AmericaLet'sDoLunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. 
We can make it if we try, just the two of us. You and I. Well, you, have to, you forgot that. Oh, the two of us, we're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. You know, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Listen, do not pay attention to my singing voice. That's why I'm an electrician. And that's why I have a spot here on the Kang Gang Show, Slam Radio Channel 145, because I can't sing. I can talk, I just can't sing. <laughs> and you don't you want guys, me to guys, sing, man. Listen, if you guys say anything, I will cut you off right now. Do not interrupt me when I'm talking. <laughs> is anybody here? Is anybody here vocal? Like, can you guys sing or no? No. I, I yeah, try, I so. but I can't. So, listen, it sounds good while I'm in the shower. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. I play a mean air guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Well, listen, thank you guys for coming back with us. Here we are, Kang Gang Show, Channel 145, Slam Radio, Sirius XM. First couple of, first segment, we hit on the quarterback, wide receiver, and running back, you know, midseason grades. We're going to get into the O line and the tight end real quick. J Man, talk to me about the O line and what we have for a grade. I mean, the, the O-line has been really up and down this season, man. I mean, it, it kind of came out of the gate strong, um, you know, after being much maligned last season. Uh, but I think we're starting to see a lot of those same issues. I, I think the scheme has helped, but, you know, I'm really not sure that we upgraded our talent as much as we would have hoped. So I'm going with a C-. minus. Yeah, that's fair enough. Ryan, talk to me. I got a B- minus just because we were so bad last year. I mean, we were probably an F last year. And they've, they've just been so much better this year. Uh, sacks have been low, right? We haven't yeah, given up as many sacks as we did last year. So uh, since they're improved, I'm, I'm going with a B minus. And I know that's probably a little bit of a stretch, but I think they've earned it. Brad Tejada, talk to me. What you got for me, man? Yeah, I'm going to go with a C plus. Uh, like Ryan said, compared to last year, we were an I. We weren't even an F. We were an I. Um, and I think uh, I this is a N for non-existent. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was incomplete, so I don't know. They, they probably didn't have that back when you were in school. I know you, you, you and William Shakespeare went to school together. Listen, man, I'm so old, I owe Jesus a nickel, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I'm going to say a C plus. Okay, that's fair enough. Um one of, the, one of the bright spots so far for our University of Miami football team has been the tight end. And obviously our, you know, big tight end stud, Brevin Jordan, hasn't uh, been healthy the last couple of weeks, injury prone a little bit. But uh, give me your overall assessment. Ryan, talk to me about the tight ends and, and where do you think they've graded out so far um, this midseason? I got B minus just because, and I don't really think it's on them. I think it's more on uh, the team for not calling their number enough, right? Um, you know, I mean, these guys, especially Will Mallory, I mean, you know, I think you and I probably, we talked about this at the game last week, but uh, you know, probably not in the majority and thinking that Will Mallory is the best tight end on the team and we're just not throwing him the ball and we need to. Uh, so I'm going to go B minus just because I really don't think we're using him as much as we need to. 
Great. Well, you know what? It's funny you say that because Jordan and I had this conversation last week, and I said I feel like Will Mallory is the best tight end on the team. Mm-hmm. With size, speed, blocking, I feel like you know, he literally is our best tight end. Remember, Jordan, remember we had that conversation last week? Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't – I mean, like I said, I, I think there's an argument for it, you know. Uh, Will's been great this season so far. It's just uh, – I mean, be careful if I give my grades since I'm talking already. No, go and, ahead. And, uh, you know, I, I have a set of B. Um, I, I think uh, Will and Brevin have been great. Um, I actually wish that – well, it, it's hard when Brevin's not healthy, but I wish we were feeding him the ball more. I mean, I, I, the tight ends have by far been our most productive pass catchers, and, and right. uh, we really need to rely quite a bit more on them as opposed to uh, our wide receivers. Gotcha. Brad? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Jordan on the grade. Uh, I'm going to say a B as well. Um, I think the, the – the problem with the tight ends right now is, like Ryan said, uh, they're just not getting their number called along with just durability by itself. Uh, I think uh, from time to time, I would love to see Brevin and Jordan uh, in there, or Brevin and Mallory in there at the same time, because uh, I think it could give a lot of defenses fits since we don't really have a big target um, at wide receiver, um, especially Will Mallory. I think um, in the red zone specifically, we need to put Will Mallory on the outside and kind of have him do that jump ball in the end zone. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm a big proponent of that, right? Like I feel like you play your best players and I feel like if your two tight ends, whether it be Brevin, Larry Hodges, Will Mallory, if, if those three guys are your better options than the Harleys, the Popes, the Wiggins, you know, the Peytons, then I feel like you play your tight ends. If you have to run a two tight end set on the outside and put a slot guy in there, then that's what you have to do. Like, it's not rocket science, right? I mean, I know we're not making millions of dollars and everybody can be the money, money quarterback and they can sit there and they can say, you know, oh, well, why did they do this? And why didn't they do that? And But like, if we can see it as fans, I don't understand why the coaches can't see it. And they're yeah. dealing with it on an everyday basis. Yep. So from that perspective, I just wish that, you know, some people would take a little bit more of a – um, active role in that. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So, all right. Well, I think we kind of graded out the offense. Um, you guys ready to get into the defense? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right. So before we get into to the grades, well, no, we'll get into the grades. I, I'm going to start real quick with the defensive line. Um, and, I, and I think our defensive line has played extremely well. But I want to hear your guys' grades and, you know, quick observation on why you guys are grading them out. J-Man, talk to me. Okay, so I went with B plus. Um, I think our ends have been fantastic all season. Uh, Jalen Phillips had a really strong start to the season. Um, Quincy Roche has been good the whole year, but he's really come on strong in the last few weeks. Um, you know, early in the year, I complained about, uh, you know, the, the interior line playing run defense. You know, uh, Nesta and, uh, and Jordan Miller and, and, you know, those guys were, were a little soft on run defense. Um, but since Jared Harrison Hunt has kind of had his coming out party, I, I think we've been yeah. a lot better, and Nesta's gotten better as the season's progressed. Yeah. Um, so B-plus for me, man. Ryan, talk to me, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Jordan, right, and, and the take on there. And, uh, you know, the one thing I want to say is that I'm really encouraged by the young guys, uh, JHH, Jared Harrison Hunt, uh, as well as uh, Cameron Williams. Every time he's been on, he's, he's, he's wreaked havoc uh, in there. So uh, really excited to see what, uh, what the D-line's doing. But, yeah, I agree with Jordan on the B-plus. Brad, what is your grade here for the D-line? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a B um, just because um, Jalen Phillips, he, he has caused a lot, of, a lot of chaos back there. 
but the only problem with this whole defensive line group is we haven't really fully executed, right? Whether it be us not getting the holding calls or the opposition um, of the of the play calling from the opponent is either getting the ball out very quick or just making the right calls. And overall, we just haven't gotten that many sacks, which is something that this defensive line, when we are playing to the best of our ability, the sacks is a, is a key component to, to show how good our defense could be. And, I mean, we're, we're nowhere close to the top uh, of the list when it comes to sacks. Um, the last two teams we played, which was Clemson and Pittsburgh, before Virginia, obviously, they lead uh, all of college football with 31 and 24 sacks. And you got teams like Middle Tennessee, Liberty, and Coastal Carolina with more sacks than us. That's the only reason why I wouldn't put it as a B plus. Um, but yeah, Jarrison Harrison Hunt. Um, you also got Cam Williams, like you said. Uh, I think those guys are pretty well. But I just think we need to execute a little bit more um, as far as the sacks. And uh, that that could also go to the uh, play calling of Blake Baker from time to time. Yeah, and see, that's going to be the the topic for discussion on Blake Baker as far as is he calling the plays, is Manny calling the plays, it's just there's a lot of debate there, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're 27th nationally defense, which, again, from last year, you're doing really well, right? Um, you're giving up 22 points per game. Right now, you're number 10 in the nation with eight and a half tackles for a loss per game. So it's there, right? They're getting back there. They're, they're making stops. And I do agree they're not really making the impact sacks. And, they're, you know, they're being on third downs, and they're giving up way too many third down conversions time and time and time again. So, and I feel like at the D line, I'm actually going to grade the D line and give them a C minus. And I'll tell you why. I feel like they put the secondary and the linebackers in, in, in bad positions at time. They kind of cheat. They, they, they crash down. They kind of cheat. They leave the edges open. And instead of coming, instead of going up the field, you know, what happens is when you crash down, it leaves the edges open. Well, now you've got the blocker out on the linebacker, the, the backs and quarterbacks can get out on the ends. So I think they got to do a better better job in maintaining their positions and watching where they're going. And, again, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of don't worry about what your teammate's doing. Worry about what you're supposed to be doing. Do your job, not your buddy's job. You know what I mean? So I think our defense can really, really improve. Um, I just think that they have to gel. And, again, not having Gregory Rousseau this year, does that hurt? Absolutely, you know. Um, but I think the two ends with Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche doing a fine job. Uh, Harvey's doing phenomenal. I, I just think, and there's a lot of depth and a lot of young talent that's coming behind these guys as well. And I do like the fact that we're, we're playing a lot of freshmen um, as well. Now, this is going to be a sore subject for a lot of people, but what about our linebackers? Hmm. Brad, I'm going to start with you. Like, And again, I, I'm a huge Zach McLeod a fan, just overall good guy. Um, I got a, lot of, got a lot of respect for the kid. But, but what's your take on our linebackers and how, they, how they've graded out so far? So if I really wanted to, to grade a, a position group with an F, this would probably be be the position group, but I'm not going to do it. Listen, so I'm going I'm to do it. You're not dropping an F, so if you're going to drop an F, drop an F. <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a D minus um, just because <laughs> I, I can't put an F on, on my Hurricanes, but I'm, I'm going to do a D minus just because. Uh, you know what? Maybe you should. Maybe people would hear this. Maybe they would hear that. Maybe they would try to do a little bit better. So listen, don't be politically correct. Call it how you see it. No, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna say D minus, D minus. <laughs> uh, just just because just because uh, I do think our, our veterans. Um, well, first off, before the season started, me and Jordan both um, said multiple times that this was the position group that we worried the most uh, before right. the season started, just because 
Uh, the only guy that we had coming back was a, a veteran in Zach McLeod who really didn't play much, um, but we had a lot of expectations for him just because he came in with the pick knees and the, and the quarter mans. So we had all this weight on his shoulders, but yet he's never really carried that weight before. And we're kind of right. seeing that now where he's just missing so many holes and opportunities. And then you got a guy, Bradley Jennings, who kind of came up from his injury and kind of revived himself in camp and ended up taking that other starter role. Um, And unfortunately, it just seems like our best linebackers right now are freshmen. Um, And they are not getting the most out of their opportunities just because other guys are starting over them or just um, nagging injuries that they're dealing with. Okay, that makes sense. Ryan, what's your what's your grade? So I'm going to go D plus, right? And the only reason okay. is because there have been some some bright spots, right? Like the younger guys. Like I've always been a huge Sam Brooks fan, and I think that okay. guy needs to be on the field. I think he needs to be playing, um, you know. And then and Corey Flags played played really well when he's been in there. Uh, you know, the only thing I mean, you know, I, I think uh, you know Zach and, and and Jennings are are smart players. The fact is, they're just not very fast, and they you know they they have trouble getting places, right? And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what's killing us, uh, killing us there with those guys. All right, Jordan, talk to me. I know you're going to go with a straight F. <laughs> I actually didn't. I, uh, you know, the, the whole linebacker room should call Corey Flagg and Sam Brooks and say thank you for the D-. minus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because those, I mean, like, like Ryan and Brad just said, you know, young guys are playing really well, and uh, they're, they're kind of keeping that room from, from getting an F from me. So, D minus for the linebackers. Moving yeah. on to secondary. Yeah. Moving on to secondary. Listen, Brad, you got something to say? No, I was going to say, man. And, uh, I mean, overall, the linebackers is part of the problem with our, our running defense. We, we've all oh, been yeah, kind 100%. of nagging about that. And uh, well, this time last year, we were ranked number 17th in the nation as a run, running defense. And now we're like 47th. It can only get better, hopefully. Moving on to secondary. <laughs> Jordan, I'm going to start you off with the secondary. Uh, give me a grade. Okay, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to go with a C plus here. Uh, for, well, are we doing the corners or, or the, the whole secondary? Just the whole secondary. Okay, Just whole secondary. Then, then let me ramp it up to a B. Um, okay. Because I love our safety play. Uh, Bubba Bolden has been, you know, arguably the best player on the team. I would argue that, that he's been the best player on the team, the, the most impactful player. Gervin Hall has been solid. Um, you know, the, the six minutes of game time that Amari Carter's played has been cool. Boom. And then, <laughs> hey, hey, Co, what's, what's Amari it. Carter's favorite store to shop at? Yeah, Target. I was going to say, uh, Target. Gonna say he's, uh, he's, definitely, uh, he's definitely employee of the month at Target. Yeah, right, right. And then, uh, but, you know, um, I'm really proud of DJ Ivy and, and Corey Couch for – really stepping up, you know, as the season's progressed. Cause it, it, it did not start well for our cornerback room uh, this season, but um, you know, there's been ups and downs for each of them, you know, blades haven't been perfect either, but, but overall they're putting in a solid effort this year. So, um, you know, I'd be a little lower if we were splitting up the secondary on the corners, but as a whole, I'm giving them a B. Good. All right, Ryan, talk to me. We'll go B minus. Uh, you know, one person I want to call out that I think has, has just been awesome has been uh, Takori Couch. Uh, I think he should be starting because, you know, the guy, I mean, he turns his head every single time the ball is coming to him. He plays the ball well. Uh, he's in good position. Uh, you know, and I mean, he's a smaller guy out there too. Uh, but right. he still is, I mean, he's just on the receiver, whoever he's guarding, uh, like a blanket, right? Um, 
you know, obviously there's, there's been a lot of times when, when DJ Ivy's got burned, <laughs> you know, Again. Uh, I think he's, I think he's, you know, I think he's, he's really uh, susceptible to, uh, to getting burned out there, which is, uh, which is tough with him. You know, they've also been picking on blades a lot too. Um, you know, but I mean, you know, the corners, uh, I think they've, they've, they've done a pretty decent job, all things considered, especially the fact that there isn't much depth there. Uh, but, you know, Bubba Bolden uh, back in back at safety has been a, an absolute monster and he is just so much fun to watch. I mean, he is he is that Miami type player, uh, you know, the the bloody nose picture and, and uh, you know, Clemson will probably stay with me forever when I think about yeah. him and his days playing here, which is, uh, you know, which is awesome. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to roll with the uh, with the B minus on him. Brad, what you got? Yeah, I'm going to have to say a B-minus as, as well. Um, Bubba okay. Bolden alone is a, kind of that Jaquan Johnson 2.0 uh, revolution, um, it seems like it. Without Bubba Bolden, this this secondary could easily be graded as a, a D or F. Um, and this whole bend-don't-break defense wouldn't really be a thing without Bubba Bolden, um, if we're all being honest, because uh, there's been a lot of times where Bubba Bolden has kind of just saved the play by himself. Um, but we talk about secondary and a guy I need to point out um, and give huge props to because he has made a huge leap, and that's Gilbert Frierson. Uh, Gilbert Frierson has literally been probably our second best player uh, in the secondary, uh, if we're being honest. Um, he, he's been consistently improving every single week, um, and, and he's playing assignment football. And uh, you can kind of put him anywhere you want. You saw in this last game, Amari Carter, uh, of course, went shopping at Target very quickly. Um, and, and Gilbert Frierson had to had to go back there at safety from time to time um, and replace Gervin Hall. Yeah, it's a good point. Now, here's the yeah. other thing to call out on on Gil, right? And you know, from all the games I've been to, this has been really um, just just right out in, in in my face, which is you know, Gil's been a leader out there too, right? I mean, he's up, he, you know, he's he's hype on the sidelines. He's you know, he's he's been a hype man, right? And I think we really really need that. Uh, to you know to keep everybody going right um, you know Gil's just been a ball of energy on the sidelines it's been great to see it's been great to see that I mean obviously you know transitioning from last year to this year maturity wise listen I agree with you guys uh, we're up against the break here on the second segment on the Kang Gang show we'll be right back and we're going to finish off our grade midseason grades with special teams and coaching um, and then we're going to do a couple little roundtable question and answer type things and uh, we'll catch you right back on the flip side Listening to the Kang Gang Show, Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. Catch you in a minute. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay! Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay! Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. 
Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, it, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back to the third and final segment of the Kane Gang radio show this Friday. Uh, Canes aren't playing tomorrow, but, uh, you know, we've been talking midseason position grades. Um, you know, we're, we're going to finish up here and grade special teams and then some coaches and then do some roundtable. Listen, man, this has been good. Like, it's always good to have kind of a, a feel-good kind of segment where you can just stop, criticize, critique, grade, and, and look, where, look where we're at. You know, obviously, we're 5-1. and one. Um, We're pretty much third in the Coastal. And I didn't want to use the Coastal, but third in the ACC this season um, with an opportunity. Now, so, so play, I had this conversation with somebody the other day about, oh, the ACC championship game. I don't want to go to the ACC title game. Can I elaborate or no? Yeah, go for it. We got All time. Right, so, he, so, so hear me out, right? Right now, we're sitting at 5-1. and one. We run the table. We're 10-1, and one, right? If Notre Dame only loses once, you know, I had talked about analytics, whatever, they get to play Clemson again for the ACC championship, correct? Yeah. Okay, like that's it. great. Because you know why? At the end of the day, if they play Clemson twice, they lose twice. They're 10-2. and two. We're 10-1. and one. I would feel like the Orange Bowl, and again, we should be ranked, if not 6th, 7th, maybe even a playoff contender at that 6th spot. You have more of an opportunity to go forward not playing in the ACC championship game. That's a good point. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that yeah. yet, but I think, I think you're right. You know, and then, I mean, it also gives us the opportunity too. you go, like I said, I mean, Orange Bowl is, a, is, is an all but a guarantee at that point, right? And uh, I would agree with you, Ryan, but here's the thing. You might be sitting at six. You might be that last playoff spot. You don't know. Yeah. Like you could be sitting there like literally with potential. Again, you're 10 and one. Again, I don't want to play Clemson again. Why would you want to play Clemson again? You're going to lose. I'm going to tell you how, how it is. I, I feel like you won't beat them. So why not sit there, let Notre Dame play them twice, let Notre Dame lose twice, and then you have more of an a opportunity, a favorable opportunity, if, if nothing less, to play in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. That's just my take on it. Yeah, well, and, and think about this is that the ACC will have – I mean, maybe the SEC plays as many games as we do, but I think we'll, we play the most games in college football 
We certainly play more than Big Ten and uh, Big 12. So we will have that advantage over other Correct. teams that are competing for the New Year's Six Bowls is that we'll have Correct. 11 games under our belt. And, you know, um, so if, if we only have point. one loss, I mean, I, I think a 10-1 and one Miami team has to look better than a 7-1 and one Wisconsin team, you know, or whatever they'll be. Or 10-2 and two Notre uh, Dame team. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. All this sounds good and all, but uh, we, we all we all know how this bye week treats us, and uh, <laughs> this this bye week is probably the most difficult opponent we've ever faced. Uh, we're zero and four right now against the bye. Okay, Brad, let me stop you right there. Before you say that, um, we had a bye week three weeks ago, and I think our most difficult team was Clemson. Yeah, but I mean, we're we're only zero no two against we're we're only zero two against Clemson. We're zero and four against the bye. We're zero and three the last time we played the last three times we played Clemson. Okay, so so twenty points. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so so being zero and four and going up against NC State. Um, if if I'm looking back at it, we we've had either a three or four game losing streak every single year going back to 2015. So going up against this bye right now, this, that's what I'm afraid of. But I feel like we're more mature. This is my take on. It. I feel like yeah. we're more mature. We have more leadership. I don't think that. Um, I don't, I don't think we struggle. Honestly, that's just my point on it. I don't think we struggle. But let's get back to finishing out our grades, and then we can have these debates. Um, special teams, J-Man. Special teams have been an absolute, like, rainbow this year for us. Like, it's just <laughs> been a ray of sunshine. It's Absolutely. definitely better than it has been. Absolutely, man. Like, so I, I have uh, the punter and kicker, uh, you know, Jose Borregales and Lou Headley. Both are an A I mean, A-plus if they want. I don't care. Uh, I mean, they are two of the best seven players on our team, which is really cool to be able to say that about your uh, special teams players. Right. Um, they just – I mean, I, I think Jose's missed a kick. One single and it was kick. Blocked. Oh, yeah. Was blocked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and, I mean, so Jose, other than that – Jose's 10 of 11 at a 909 percentage. Yeah. And so, I mean, really, the two have done no wrong this season, essentially. Right. right. Virtually no wrong. And, uh, you know, credit to them. Like, just think back two years ago before we got Lou, how horrible we were on both sides of, you know, Siegel and Bassel. Yeah. Siegel so, and, and Bubba. Absolutely. Like, could not be happier. <laughs> like, give these guys a gold star, key to the city. I don't care. So, do you, you sure. do we all agree? We all agree special teams are going to just get an A, A plus, A minus, however we want to grade it out. I, I had them A plus plus. Because okay. <laughs> I think we have the best kicking game in yeah. the nation right now, and uh, I'll shout out averaging forty-seven yards. I mean, and, and, we, and we also have the scariest special teams duo. Like the, right. those two guys, like I wouldn't want to run into them in a biker bar. <laughs> you know, here's here's what's awesome about Jose too. He split the uprights with room to spare on every one of oh, those yeah. field goals too. So it's yeah. not like. Yeah. He's got lucky at ninety percent. That's a, that's a that's yeah, a yeah. good ninety percent. That's a solid that fifty 90%. that fifty seven yarder was easily a 60, 62, oh, 63 yeah. yard. Yeah. The, and shout I, out shout out to the Borgallis family as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Guys. Yeah, sir. Absolutely. I, I out in the club. Right? <laughs> I would have a hard time believing that that both of those guys won't have long NFL careers. Because, uh, yeah. like Ryan said, you know they're just I mean incredible. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if either of them got drafted. Honestly, they've been that good. Yeah. Well, we know it's, one of them's coming back. Yeah, yeah Henley's coming back. That, I know Borgallis is not coming back. I, I'll tell you that point. right now. Yeah, well, Borgallis is not coming back. I don't blame him. I mean, he could get drafted. Like he's that. He's good Sunday. Listen, Borgallis is Sunday ready. So, yeah. 
you know, but again, you know, Henley, Henley's doing really well. I mean, you look at Pat O'Donnell, you know, he's still kicking over there, you know, for Chicago. So yeah. punters have a long, you know, expectancy or a life expectancy in the NFL as well, yeah. as long as you can kick the ball pretty decent. So let's talk about coaching. Um, and again, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I just want to kind of get some grades on that. How do you feel that we've done overall, J-Man, on our coaching? Um, you know, I'm floating between the B and B minus range. Um, you yeah. know, obviously there's a lot of things to not be happy about. Um, but as you and Ryan said, at the end of the day, we're five and one and, uh, you know, doing preseason projections, like how could you not be pumped to be five and one? No, I mean, right. no one realistically thought that we were going to be Clemson. Like that would have just been ridiculous to predict a win there. Um, and, and so five and one is as good as we can ask for. Hasn't been pretty, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm in the B, B minus range. If I, if I really want to get nitpicky. Okay. Ryan. I'm going to go A minus, right? And because, you know, we came off with such a bad year, right? Having to change the culture and to shift the mindset in there to get us to five and one, um, you know, it's, it's a monumental job. And I think those guys deserve a lot of credit for it. I know, you know, there's been a lot of nitpicking in the, in the fan base about, you know, about X's and O's stuff, right? Uh, but you know what? Five and one and five is five and one. And the, the other, the greatest thing about those five wins too is, we've been in control on all those games. I think we've been tied once with Virginia at seven, seven. Other than that, we haven't trailed or been, you know, uh, or been tied up at any point this season. You know, games not against the number one team. That's a juggernaut. Right. So I, I, you know, I give them an A minus, right. I think they've, I think they've done a lot of good and I'm really proud and happy to be sitting at five and one right now. Brad, what's your uh, mid season grade for the coaching? Oh, I'm going to have to agree with Ryan and go with the A-. Uh, I think every single game we have played this year except Clemson, um, we have done something coaching-wise to kind of outplay the other team, right? You look at UAB first game of the year. Um, the offense was game planning for a certain defense. UAB threw out something else. What did Rhett Lashley do? He kind of just went back into the palm of his playbook, and he kind of just nitpicked and did what he needed to do to get the W. Um, with Louisville, he kind of did the whole passing game, did something up, switched it. And, I mean, we talk about all these games that we played. But, I mean, when is the last time we have dominated a rival like Florida State like we did this year? I mean, any coaching staff and any team that can go out there and dominate Florida State like that, you're talking about a Florida State-Miami rivalry. This is usually a game that, it, that comes down to the minute to, to the last play of the game. And that game was over before the game even started. I mean, we were all there. Those players did not look like they wanted to play Miami. Well, let me just touch on that topic real quick. Um, you know, again, as, as good as Miami looked at night against Florida State, you know, you look at how Florida State came back and responded and played UNC. But then again, you go back last week and you see how Louisville completely dominated Florida State. Florida State's just – they're just a mess right now. You know, you don't know what you're going to get from week to week from those guys. But at the end of the day, we are 5-1. and one. Our coaches, I think, of – They've done a lot this year that has impressed me. Last year was all about gimmicks and shows and, you know, crashing parties and hotel rooms and rolling up on boats. And this year, literally, you haven't heard nothing from our coaches. They've just been putting in the work. So, you know, I I appreciate everything that these coaches have done this year, especially our recruiting after what happened last year. Again, you were six and seven. You lost some recruits. And I don't know. I think, you know, what has transpired this year with the pandemic and the COVID has really – Given our coaches an opportunity to reach our kids locally to try to keep these kids home. So we got about about five and a half minutes left here on the Kang Gang show here on this Friday uh, Friday morning. Um, I want to do something different, uh, kind of this last segment. 
if you guys don't mind, I'm going to go in with some NCAA matchups for this weekend, um, starting in tonight. And I want to get your predictions on it. And then I'm going to look, I'm going to go, um, you know, Sunday and look back at our and see who had a better record. I'm going to see who knows what we're doing here. You guys good with that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'm going to start off with tonight's game. we got a decent little matchup tonight. We got row, 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 row your boat, Minnesota against Maryland. J-Man, who you got? I'm going to go with Minnesota. Um, okay. You know, I, I uh, yeah, I, I just love the the type of coach that uh, PJ Fleck is. You know, I, I've heard from a few people that have interacted with him that he is just, I mean, couldn't ask for a better coach to to send a young man to play for, and that he just really has the program going well. So, yeah, Minnesota's my pick, man. Ryan, who you got? I, I got to go with Jordan. I got to go with Minnesota. Shout out to the uh, Minnesota Canes. You know, when it was looking like they weren't going to have a season, uh, yeah. a lot of their fan base was like, hey, we're yeah, going to root yeah. for Miami this year. And we welcome those guys with, uh, with open arms. So shout out to, Quil- to, to Cliff and the, uh, and the Minnesota Canes group. Brad, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. I think uh, Coach Fleck and uh, Rashad Bateman is going to be way too much for uh, baby Tua. Gotcha. Well, I'm going Minnesota. Here's a game that's going to be interesting, and I don't think it really has any type of implication, but with Trevor Lawrence having COVID and potentially not playing, what's going on between BC and Clemson? Are we all just going to go Clemson just because it's Clemson? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I give a quick comment on that, though? Yeah. I, I think uh, – I don't know how to pronounce their, their quarterback's last name. Like DJ, but he's a big dude. Yeah, DJ Uyagalele <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I think you got it right. Um. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be all over ESPN by uh, Saturday night. Like, I, I, th- I think people are just going to be like, holy crap. <laughs> you know, the Clemson dynasty is not going away with Trevor Lawrence. That's, that's my prediction. Well, here's going to be an, inter- an interesting in-state rivalry, Michigan State and Michigan. J-Man. Um, Michigan. I, I'm not a big Michigan State guy this year. I, I don't really like what they got going on. So, Ryan. Oh, Michigan, without a doubt, man. They uh, Michigan State looked awful against Rutgers. I mean, I mean, it, it worse than the score was. I think they gave and up Michigan like actually like pretty twelve well. sacks, something yeah, crazy. Yeah. Brad, who you got? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going with the Khakis, Michigan. Okay. Um, Georgia and Kentucky. This should be an interesting game, though. Uh, believe it or not, I think this is going to be a, a decent game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Um, who you like, Brad? Who you got on this? What was the game? Georgia, Kentucky. Oh, uh, Georgia. Uh, Georgia's defense is one of the best in the country. Uh, I think it's going to be too much, and they're, they're looking forward to that cocktail par- party into Florida. Ryan. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to take you go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go out on the wire here because I think Georgia's fragile. Uh, I don't trust the, the kid Bennett that they got playing quarterback, and uh, I, I think that they're just, they're just waiting to go down. Gotcha. J-Man. I'm taking Georgia. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually going to take Georgia as well, but I really, really like Kentucky. I was, yeah. I was kind of leaning that way. Um, this is a game that I feel like, well, like from my upset, this is going to be my game. Memphis versus Cincinnati. You got the seventh-ranked team in the country, Cincinnati, going against a 3-1 Memphis team. Ryan, who you got? <sighs> I'm going uh, to go with Cincy on this one. I think they got a great program this year. Luke Fickle does a great job coaching over there too. J-Man. You know, I don't hate your uh, I don't hate your upset pick. Um, I think a lot of these teams, you know, it gets in their head to be a high ranking when they're not used to it. I, I think that's part of the difficulty of building a dynasty is getting these kids used to the spotlight at a young age. Um, but I don't think it's this week. I'm going Cincinnati. Brad, who you got? 
You know, I think uh, I think I'm gonna go with the upset. I think I'm gonna go with Memphis on this one. Um, they they got a pretty good quarterback in a passing game. Um, I'm pretty excited to see what they can do on Cincinnati. Okay, here's another one. I'm gonna actually pick the upset on. You guys can agree with me or disagree with me. Texas versus Oklahoma State. Ryan, who you got? I gotta keep kind of keep letting me lead it off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, an, another team that I think is fragile is Oklahoma State. I mean, I think the Big 12 is just, you know, is, is just going to continue to beat itself. So I'm going to go with the upset. And I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Texas. I do believe in, in Sam Ellinger. Um, you know, and I think uh, I think Texas is going to pull it off. Jay, man. Um, oh man, this is this is one where I'm really tempted to go with the upset, but I'm not going to. Um, and that's because Oklahoma State has has had the best defense in college football this year so far. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, with a great defense and a, and a good run game, um, I think they can control the clock, and, and I think they squeak away with this one. Brad, who you got, buddy? I'm going to uh, go with Texas on this one. I, I, don't see them going, I don't see them going three and three. Um, I, I see this being uh, one of those games where they pull it off and Sam Ellinger kind of brings back that Heisman talk that people talked about. Gotcha. You know that I think this is going to be one of the better the better games of the uh, of this weekend. Um, last game I got is LSU versus Auburn. Brad, who you got for me? Oh, I'm going. I'm going Auburn. Uh, I just I don't have any confidence in LSU ever since they got rid of Brady and Burrow, man. Eh. Yeah. J man, um, I'm going Auburn as well, man. Like just echoing what Brad said, LSU is just it seems like. I mean, they're not terrible, but it's like you just kind of you can't help but wonder what's going on. You know, <laughs> like, right. it's just weird. They're right. like they're like <laughs> the. I mean, I like I said, they're not terrible, but it has like dumpster fiery vibes. You know. Okay, that makes sense, Ryan. I don't trust either team, <laughs> not one bit. Um, I'm going to pick Auburn because you're because you're making me pick somebody, but I could easily see LSU winning it. But uh, you can you can write you can pencil me in for Auburn. I'm actually going to take LSU. I mean, if you guys all chose Auburn, I got to be different because like, that's the way I am. I'm going to go with <laughs> Auburn. So those are our games. I'm going to keep these notes here. So uh, after all these games, I'm going to go back uh, you know, on college final and then uh, total tattle everything up. And maybe we can do this from week to week and uh, see how, how we shake out the rest of the season. Yeah. J-Man, man, I, I know we're really, really up against the break. It's been a great Friday morning. I appreciate Ryan and Brad coming on the Kang Gang Show. J-Man, why don't you close us out? And, again, Brad, Ryan, man, anytime you guys want to hop on the Kang Gang Show, man, just hit us up and let us know. Kang Gang. Sounds good, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, quick shout-out to uh, BYU's quarterback, Zach Wilson. He lives down the street, went to high school with my little sister. He's uh, sixth in a mock draft that I saw going to the Vikings in the first round. So uh, you guys are listening to Kang Gang Radio, Channel 145, Sirius XM. Have a good Friday. Peace. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.